with profound, humble gratitude and love to all venerated enlightened masters, we bow to the Almighty in soulful gratefulness for gifting us with their holy, blessed presence. May all beings be awakened by their divine grace. Part one of four. Our programs offer many languages. Please visit suprememastertv.com/schedule. Nos programmes offrent plusieurs langues. Veuillez visiter suprememastertv.com/schedule. Nuestros programas ofrecen varios idiomas. Visiten suprememastertv.com/schedule. Chương trình của chúng tôi cung ứng nhiều ngôn ngữ. Xin xem suprememastertv.com/schedule. Many master sacrifice in different ways. Jesus' sacrifice is one of the greatest, the ultimate. And yet, someone turned around and slandered him for that, for the suffering he has to bear because of humans' sin. Yeah. If you are not grateful, at least you have the heart to feel sorry for the person. Please keep watching to find out more. Vegan. Eden Restorer. Supreme Master Ching Hai's lectures are not a complete meditation instruction. Please do not try alone. For free of charge guidance, please visit godsdirectcontact.org or contact any of our centers near you. Today's episode will be presented in English, with subtitles in Arabic, Alexis, also known as Vietnamese, Bulgarian, Chinese, Czech, English, French, German, Hindi, Hungarian, Indonesian, Japanese, Korean, Malay, Mongolian, Persian, Polish, Portuguese, Punjabi, Russian, Spanish, Telugu, and Thai. Ikinagagala kumakilala ka means pleased to meet you in Tagalog, one of the native languages of the Philippines. My name is Carmelita. The lovely citizens of the Philippines are grateful that you've chosen to be vegan to save humans and animal people's lives. The Philippines, a country of over 7,000 islands, is situated in Southeast Asia in the Western Pacific Ocean. The people of this island nation are known for their hospitality, friendliness, and warm welcoming smiles. This nation boasts 19 recognized regional languages and many different ethnic groups. You can experience a lively melting pot of cultures at the many colorful festivals held throughout the year. At the Atihan Festival in Aklan, Kadayawan Festival in Davao, and Mascara Festival in Bacolod are some of its most vibrant celebrations. More than 80 million Philippine residents identify as Catholics. Their devotion is most visible during Christmas which the nation celebrates for four months starting in September, the longest Yuletide season in the world. From breathtaking mountains to tropical beaches with crystal clear waters, you'll find an abundance of gorgeous natural scenery wherever you turn. The country is also loved for its remarkable array of flora and unique animals like the mouse deer people and the flying lemur people, also known as the Kalugo people. The Kalugo people have no wings but can fly. 
or glide rather, up to 100 meters in a single leap. It is one of the many species of adorable mammals that call the Philippines their home. We were delighted to share glimpses of the praiseworthy Philippines with you, fortunate viewers. May God always sustain your spiritual strength. For decades, Supreme Master Ching Hai has illuminated our world with her divine teachings. A fully enlightened master, she imparts the Kuan Yin method of meditation to those desiring to immediately discover the God nature within to achieve in one lifetime eternal liberation from the cycle of transmigration. The Kuan Yin method has been practiced by all enlightened masters, such as the worshipped world-honored one, Shakyamuni Buddha, the worshipped Son of God, Jesus Christ, the venerated master and philosopher, Confucius, the venerated Lord Krishna, the venerated master and philosopher, Lao Tzu, the venerated Lord Mahavira, the beloved prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Sri Guru Nanak Dev Ji, and many more. Supreme Master Ching Hai emphasizes that if we always remember God, render selfless service to others, and follow the laws of the universe, we will reach our highest potential as humans and truly understand our purpose on earth. An extraordinary living example of compassion, she lovingly and regularly sends material and financial assistance to refugees, the homeless, natural disaster victims, and others needing relief. Supreme Master Ching Hai respectfully thank all special individuals, organizations, leaders, and governments for all your genuine, loving, ongoing support. May heaven bless you forevermore. We, the Supreme Master Ching Hai International Association members, are also sincerely grateful for your expressive kindness. Wishing you the best. Supreme Master Ching Hai receives love and recognition from various organizations, media, governments, individuals, and many awards such as the 2006 Guzi Peace Prize, considered as the Nobel Peace Prize of the East, to the World Spiritual Leadership Award in 1994, the Mahavir Award in 2008. February 22nd and October 25th both proclaimed as the Supreme Master Ching Hai Day an honorary citizen of the United States, etc. and has been honored throughout the years with numerous other awards and accolades for her outstanding philanthropic and humanitarian deeds.
etc. We apologize for not being able to show many other awards and honors for lack of space and time. Supreme Master Ching Hai respectfully thank all special individuals, organizations, leaders, and governments for all your genuine, loving, ongoing support. May heaven bless you forevermore. We, the Supreme Master Ching Hai International Association members, are also sincerely grateful for your expressive kindness. Wishing you the best. A true voice for our beautiful animal people friends, Supreme Master Ching Hai promotes the peaceful, loving plant-based diet and envisions with humanity's awakening to the sacredness of all life, a tranquil and glorious all-vegan world where people of both animal and human kingdoms live in respectful harmony. Her initiatives included Alternative Living Flyer Distribution, the International Vegan Restaurants, Loving Hut, Vegan Food Companies, Vegan Fur Products, Supreme Master Television, as well as writing and speaking to influential government and media leaders, participating in televised conferences on climate change, etc. Whether we're aware of it or not, her efforts have had an enormous influence on global awareness of the animal people-friendly lifestyle and how this benevolent way can bring lasting peace among nations while saving our planet from climate change and disasters. Supreme Master Ching Hai has traveled worldwide and held discourses with the public and her disciples on a variety of spiritual topics. On December 24, 2021, our most beloved Supreme Master Ching Hai spent precious time to share her love and wisdom, answering some questions that members had on various topics. Today, we are blessed to present the insightful conference entitled Lord Jesus Christ's Glorious Sacrifice for Humankind, Part 2 of 6, on Between Master and Disciples, held in English on December 24, 2021. Many masters sacrificed in different ways, but Jesus' sacrifice is one of the greatest, the ultimate. And yet someone turned around and slandered him for that, for the suffering he has to bear because of human sins. Yeah. If you are not grateful, at least you have the heart to feel sorry for the person even if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God or an enlightened master, at least you feel in your heart some sympathy, some love, some pity for such a sacrifice, for such a painful death on the cross, which he has not earned, which he did not deserve, because he did not do anything wrong. Not to talk about that, he taught all the right things. You understand me? Yes, yes Master. So anybody who utters something such as what Francis has said that Jesus was a failure and the failure of the cross, he surely, no doubt, not a shadow of doubt, is a devil incarnate. Yes, Master. Or the devil's slave. We need to remember that we are followers of Jesus Christ. And his life, humanly speaking, ended in failure. The failure of the cross. Que anuncian que por las venas de Jesús corre sangre pagana. Les voy a contar una confidencia. I'm going to tell you something private. Yo en el bolsillo, in my pocket, llevo siempre dos cosas. I always carry two things. Un rosario. Rosary. Para rezar. To pray. Y una cosa que parece extraña. Something which seems odd. ¿Qué es esto? Y esto es 
la historia del fracaso de Dios. This here in this item is the history of God's failure. Es un via crucis. It's the way of the cross. Lost the mind, has no IQ, no intelligence, no compassion, no love, no sympathy. Just pure evil. You hear me? Yes, yes sir. I'm telling you this, also reminding all the people to look for that sign that you know that he's a devil, incarnate. I knew all that before I saw all the research that you have done about many exorcisms or what other clairvoyant people saw about him. A secret sect of cardinals has openly boasted in their pride and arrogance to plotting against the Catholic Church. The group wanted a drastic reform of the Church to make it much more modern and for Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio to head it. Cardinal Daniels, September 24th, 2015. The group of St. Gallen, that is in truth name, the Daftes. But actually, they say we of ourselves and of the group, the Mafia. Wanneer paus Johannes Paulus II sterft in 2005, schuift de groep al de huidige paus naar voren als zijn opvolgers. In 2013 heeft deze groep eigenlijk wel haar streven bereikt, namelijk met de keuze van paus Franciscus. En in zekere zin kun je dus zeggen dat door deelname aan die groep de kardinaal toch wel een van degenen is geweest die de voortrekkers zijn geweest van de keuze van paus Franciscus. Canon Law nummer 81. The cardinal electors shall abstain from any form of pact, agreement, promise, or other commitment of any kind which could oblige them to give or deny their vote to a person or persons. If this were in fact done, even under oath, I decree that such a commitment shall be null and void, and that no one shall be bound to observe it, and I hereby impose the penalty of excommunication, late sententiae, automatic. Este es un papa ilegítimo. Ilegítimo porque fue nombrado no por el Espíritu Santo, sino por una mafia de cardenales. Mafia de cardenales es expresión que yo no uso. La utilizó precisamente el jefe de la conspiración, el cardenal Daniels, el cardenal europeo, jefe de la conspiración, que dijo que una mafia de cardenales, muerto de risa, con desparpajo y con, des, y con descaro. Él confesó que con maniobras politiqueras prohibidas por la Iglesia, Bajo pena de excomunión, esos cardenales eligieron a Francisco. Entonces, el origen de Francisco es un origen ilegítimo. Pope Francis was the candidate of the St. Gallen lobby, whose object is a change in church teaching, a relaxation of discipline on sexual morality. And this is what Pope Francis is implementing. We have come to a point that even simple people with little knowledge of doctrinal issues understand that we have a non-Catholic Pope, at least in strict sense of the term. Anti-Catholic heresies. In his homily at the Casa Santa Marta, Pope Francis explained what paralyzes Christians with a very graphic example. Non rischiare, per favore, no, la prudenza, i comandamenti tutti, tutti, sì, davvero, ma questo ti paralizza. The Francis effect is to disarm us. What he's doing is a threat to our faith. It's a threat to the church is a danger for the salvation of souls. In his sermon, he said, the Lord has redeemed all of us, all of us with the blood of Christ, all of us, not just Catholics, everyone, even the atheists, everyone. As one of the more disastrous uh, pontificates in history, uh, um, he has shown extraordinary ignorance on some points of, uh, of Catholic doctrine and, and said some things which are completely out of line. Pope Francis is not a popular man in Argentina, they know what he was like as Archbishop of Buenos Aires. There have been popes who have been complete mistakes, 
what distinguishes Pope Francis is, is that he's not just personally a mistake, but that he is uh, trying to lead the church in a direction which rejects tradition. None of the bad popes that I was alluding to in the past tried to do that. So you, you have these two elements of danger from Pope Francis. I very soon realized the gap that there was between the, uh, the, the media image of Pope Francis and the reality as it was known to people in the Vatican. If you speak to bishops or cardinals in Rome, they will tell you that uh, Pope Francis doesn't deal with them in a collegial spirit at all. No, as I say, Pope Francis is, is a dictator. By studying his career in, uh, in Argentina, that he is, in fact, a, a Peronist by upbringing. Peronism is not either right-wing or, or, or left-wing uh, in Argentina. It, it embraces both. They're, they're complete um, opportunists. And this sums up uh, Pope Francis exactly. He's a politician, and he relies on public relations. People need to look behind this um, facade and, and see what um, uh, Pope Francis really is. the Vatican Gardens where they had a, a female shaman and they brought in two of these statues and they had everyone bowing down to them while the Pope sat on the side and the media all over the world and Catholics everywhere who watched the opening ceremony thought this is very odd it looks like idolatry it looks like a golden calf situation and then throughout the remaining two to three weeks these idols were placed in St. Peter's uh, by the altar of St. Peter's and in a church called Santa Maria Trasputina, which is very near the Vatican. Anti-life. The Pope has commanded priests to absolve the sins of women who've committed abortion and doctors who have performed abortions. Well, the impression given is that you go in, you don't have to be sorry, no repentance, no amendment of life, you can just go in and be absolved. Well, that does, it doesn't work that way, as we know as Catholics. You have to be sorry, and you have to promise to change your life. That, that, that's necessary. President Higgins has signed into law the murder of babies. And yet Francis is thanking God Almighty that Ireland has a wise man as its head with this man? It's almost like Francis does exactly the opposite of what you would expect the Vicar of Christ to do.
the Pope literally honored an abortion activist with a pontifical medal of knighthood, no less. Check out what the article says here. Pope Francis conferred the title Commander of the Pontifical Equestrian Order of St. Gregory the Great on Lillian Plowman, a Dutch politician and vocal agitator for abortion rights. Last year, Plowman founded a pro-abortion organization called She Decides, which offers funding and support for international NGOs that provide, facilitate, or campaign for abortion. On February 8th, 2016, one of Italy's most prominent dailies, Corriera della Sera, published an interview with Pope Francis in which he praised Italy's leading abortion proponent, Emma Bonino, as one of the nation's forgotten greats. More than that, the Pope has met with Bonino on several occasions, and her close association with the Pope has even led her to speaking at several Catholic churches in Italy, all the while being the chief promoter of abortion in the country. And as a politician, she championed abortion, euthanasia, legalization of recreational drugs, graphic sex education, and more. I still respect the one who commits suicide. I place him in the merciful hands of God. Anti-marriage. On June 16, 2016, Pope Francis said something to the priests of Rome which went viral in the mainstream media. He seemed to promote cohabitation. And I know that sounds impossible, but here's the video of him saying it. Ma davvero, io ti dico, ho visto tanta fedeltà in queste convivenze, tanta fedeltà. Io sono sicuro che questo è un matrimonio vero, eh? hanno la grazia proprio del matrimonio per la fedeltà no? che hanno. Virtues. He drew intense public scrutiny for calling the Charlie Hebdo terror attacks a response to provocations against one's faith. He said, if someone abuses my mother, then a punch awaits him. His own history in Argentina, where in three years he went from becoming a priest to the head of the Jesuits in Argentina, the superior general, conveniently a year before the military coup happened. And he then became an advisor to the military junta. They murdered 30,000 Argentine people. And he helped traffic the children of their political prisoners. He was in like a dirty sock there helping the junta. So he's got all that dirty laundry background. He's faced lawsuits from his priests in Argentina who accused them of colluding with the military. Anti-Marriage. 
anti-animal people. Días antes de entrar al cónclave del que saldría elegido papa, el cardenal Bergoglio comió en la casa del cardenal Javier Lozano Barragán, un viejo amigo muy cercano desde hace 30 años. Siempre comía con él cuando estaba de paso por Roma. En esta silla estaba sentado y yo les pregunté que cómo les gustaría la carne. Entonces me queda viendo y me dice, ¿qué muja? Yo me le quedé viendo extrañado, ¿qué muja? Dice, sí, cruda. Yo, yo me imaginé que muja, pues me imaginé otra cosa, no, no, como, pues así, en crudo totalmente. Y ya le fui, se la traje y pues le gustó bastante. Un giorno a casa, a tabla, me está todo mandato, ma, cosa te piacerebbe diventare da grande? ¿Sapete cosa ho detto? Macellaio. Perché? Perché il macellaio che era nel mercato, c'erano 3-4 posti di, di carne, prendeva il coltello e faceva i pezzi, è un'arte. E questo mi piaceva vederlo, guardarlo. Eh. Yo pensaba diventar un macelayo, me facerebe. The Pope says pets shouldn't be allowed to replace kids. Speaking on parenthood during a catechism lesson at the Vatican, the Pope urged people to have more children and not be selfish by adopting dogs and cats. The Pope's remarks quickly went viral. People were quick to remind him about a verse from the Bible. Do not judge or you will be judged. Some slammed the Pope for calling others selfish, despite choosing to not have children himself. Some accused him of promoting sexism and fueling what they called the fetishization of uteruses. And others shared pictures of their pets claiming to be proud, selfish parents and expressing remorse at the Pope's remarks. There were also a fair number of responses that addressed the many issues plaguing the Catholic Church, like Catholic priests being accused of molesting children. anti-condemning sin. The victims asked for a meeting with Jose Bergoglio, Bishop of Buenos Aires at the time. Eh, nosotros en Argentina hemos intentado llegar al Papa Francisco, todas las víctimas, y nunca nos recibió, ni siquiera cuando, era, cuando él era cardenal. Estoy segura que lo sabe. El Vaticano era stato informado de estos preti pedófilos. Era stato informado porque las víctimas ya en el 2013, en el 2014, con este relator del Vaticano, no habiendo recibido respuesta en todos estos años, hemos decidido de ir a Roma y consignar personalmente la letra al Papa. Le ha pedido perdón por lo que ha sucedido y ha dicho de pregar por él. Basta. Giuseppe Consiglio also attended the meeting with the Pope. Mi è rimasto rosso nel viso, mi ha detto perdonami e ha fatto una preghiera. A me la preghiera non mi serve perché ormai la mia vita è rovinata.
Pope Francis. Earlier this year, he drew widespread criticism, defending a Chilean bishop accused of covering up for that country's most notorious abuser priest. Vigano claims he informed the Pope himself of McCarrick's misdeeds, and the Pope ignored uh -huh. this and restored McCarrick. We have prominent cardinals taking an anti-Catholic stance on moral issues, of which, which we thought was settled. We have the Holy Father himself seeming to support them, to give his blessing to them. Cardinal Rodriguez Maradiaga, who is the right-hand man of the Pope, and it's now becoming increasingly known that his diocese is one of the most corrupt in the entire church, both financial corruption and moral corruption. Dishonorable cardinals, whom Francis protected or elevated. Cardinal Domenico Calcagno protected Nello Giraldo, a priest who had abused a same-sex minor. Pope Francis retained him in office. Cardinal John Dew argued for the admission of adulterous couples to the Eucharist. Pope Francis named him a cardinal in 2015. Cardinal Joseph D. Kessel appointed Father Tom Flemis as a pastor after he had been convicted of sexual abuse. Pope Francis chose Bishop D. Kessel as Archbishop and named him a cardinal. Archbishop Mario Enrico Delpini moved Father Mauro Galli to a new parish after being informed that Galli had sexually abused a young man. Pope Francis named him as Archbishop of Milan in 2017. Cardinal Donald Wuerl allowed Father George Zerwis to continue in ministry after learning that he had committed numerous crimes of sexual abuse. Pope Francis praised him for his nobility, kept him in charge of the Archdiocese of Washington. Bishop Jose Tolentino Mendoza claims that abortion is a right. Pope Francis made him an Archbishop and head of the Vatican Secret Archives in 2018. Bishop Gustavo Oscar Zanguita engaged in homosexual misconduct, including the sexual harassment of seminarians. Pope Francis named Zanguita as assessor of the administration of the patrimony of the Apostolic See. Monsignor Batista Mario Salvatore Rica was engaged in grave homosexual misbehavior, got trapped in an elevator with a male prostitute. Pope Francis put him in charge of his residence and named him as a prelate. Father Julio Corassi was convicted in 2009 of sexually abusing a teenage boy. Corassi stated that all through his legal process, Archbishop Bercoglio had held his hand. Father Mauro Inzoli was condemned for sexual abuse to minors. Pope Francis changed his sentence into the much milder prescription to a retired life. Bishop Juan Barros Madrid covered up the grave sexual crimes of Father Fernando Caradima. Pope Francis appointed Barros Bishop of Osorno in 2015 etc. Father Caradiva has been since uh, proven guilty by the Vatican of sexual abuses. He's here, still in the C9. They will stay as long as the Pope wants them there. Thank you very much. Thank you. It seems then that only the Pope has the power to punish his cardinals. So why doesn't he take stronger action? Maybe because he too faced accusations in his homeland of Argentina long before his election. Um, dice que eh, esto nunca pasa en mi diócesis. Uh, <laughs> <en, en, en, laughs> nunca que él quiera admitir. Es eh, una no. mentira. No. ¿Quién intentó a contactar uh, a Bergoglio? ¿Quién intentó? Sí. Todos. Yo intenté. Todos. Yo sí. también. Todos, sí. Todos. Todos. Sí, sí. ¿Y quién tuvo una respuesta? Nunca. Nadie. A todos los famosos eh, del mundo, Leonardo DiCaprio también fue a mostrarle el Oscar. A sí. todos, a todos les abre las puertas. Pero no, y a nosotros no nos mandan ni una tarjetita para decir lo no siento mucho. No espero nada, no le creo nada. Y, y sufrí mucho la decepción. Eh, y, y, me, y me dolió mucho que, que Bergoglio no haga nada. Y, y todo, la, todo el mundo a mí me decía que le escriba porque él me iba a contestar. Y, y sufrí, sufrí, sufrí mucho. Y, y estoy muy decepcionada. In another case concerning other victims, some believe he willfully tried to divert the course of justice. It's the Father Grassi case, the biggest pedophilia scandal in the Argentinian church. In 2009, he was sentenced to 15 years in prison, but the Argentinian church did all in its power to have him acquitted. This 2,800-page counter-inquiry is a confidential, internal, Argentinian church legal text. 
Inside, the children are accused of falsifications, lies, deceit, and invention. The conclusion is clear. The court's decision was wrong. Father Grassi had to be acquitted on appeal. This work was commissioned in 2010 by the Argentine Episcopal Conference and notably by its then-president, Cardinal Bergoglio, now Pope Francis. Uh, in el caso Grassi, ha intentado influir la justicia argentina? No? Porque ha pedido este estudio en el caso Gracia. Papa Kiko. Para nada. According to the Vatican's own newspaper, L'Osservatore Romano, Pope Francis has placed a painting of a resurrected, nude Jesus ministering to Judas, Christ's betrayer, behind the Pope's desk in his personal study in the Vatican. Along with, by the way, a statue of Jesus carrying Judas as a lost sheep. That painting was inspired by one of Pope Francis's books, which suggested that Judas may not be in hell. It is not at all that surprising that he has such a fascination with Judas. You know, to many faithful Catholics, it seems like Pope Francis is betraying the mystical body of Christ in much the same way that Judas betrayed our Lord. One thing that calls our attention is that Jesus never calls him a betrayer. In fact, he calls him friend. Anti-Jesus. We need to remember that we are followers of Jesus Christ. And his life, humanly speaking, ended in failure, the failure of the cross. This is Vatican Radio, and I'm Susie Hodges. Pope Francis said the story of God's love for us can be found on the cross, where Jesus emptied himself of his divinity and dirtied himself with sin in order to save humanity. Turning back to the figure of the serpent, Pope Francis said the animal is a mystery because it's a symbol of sin that both kills and saves. Serpente che uccide, un serpente che salva. And it's the mystery of Christ, who emptied himself, humiliated himself, destroyed himself, and became sin in order to save us. Pope Francis said using this symbol, Jesus became a serpent. If we want to know the love of God, we look at the crucifix. There we meet a man who is tortured, died, who is God, emptied of divinity, tarnished, who became sin. God in Christ took on our sins and he became the sinner for us. When we go to confession, for example, it isn't that we say our sin and God forgives us. No, not that. We look for Jesus Christ and say, this is your sin, and I will sin again. And Jesus likes that. Anti-God, anti-faith. I'm going to tell you something private. Yo en el bolsillo, in my pocket, llevo siempre dos cosas. I always carry two things. Un rosario. Rosary. Para rezar to pray, una cosa que parece extraña. something which seems odd. ¿Qué es esto? Y esto es la historia del fracaso de Dios. This here, in this item, is the history of God's failure. Es un via crucis. It's the way of the cross. 
The Pope added that the Lord assures us that God will pardon our iniquity and remember no longer our sins. Un cambio di vita. At times I like to think about joking with the Lord, he said. You don't have a good memory. This is the weakness of God. When God forgives, he forgets. Gesù sa bene che con Satana non si può dialogare perché è tanto astuto. Christ. I feel much freer now that I am certain the Pope is the Antichrist. Martin Luther. You know, we call him the Holy Father. Holy Father, please forgive me. Holy Father. You'll hear that title used quite often. This man, Bergoglio, Francis the Talking Pope, his predecessors, John Paul II, Pope Benedict, John Paul I, Pope Paul, Pope John XXIII, Pope Pius. You can go all the way back, folks. I'm talking centuries. These men are replacement gods, and these men have taken upon themselves the title of Holy Father. He wears the titles of God. He yes. wears the title Holy Father, head of the church. He never died for the church, but he stole that title from Christ. Jesus said, And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Yet the popes took to themselves the name Holy Father, along with all claims of authority that might be assumed by such a title. C'è chi ritiene di poter avere un rapporto personale, diretto, immediato con Gesù Cristo, al di fuori della comunione e della meditazione della Chiesa. Sono tentazioni pericolose. Sono tentazioni dannose. But in the Bible, Jesus says, Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it and no man openeth. The Apostle Paul warned that if any man or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, let him be accursed. Jesus said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yet despite these biblical warnings, the popes repeatedly claimed they were equal to and above God. Symbolism plays a big part in uh, Roman Catholicism, and so this is why a lot of people were shocked when they saw this strange and demonic image of Jesus Christ in the Vatican's audience hall. It's really hard to figure what's going on with this image. We know it's demonic just by looking at it. I mean, you, you can't get around that. And uh, I mean, there's another view of it there. There's Joseph Biden, Vice President, Roman Catholic Joseph Biden, speaking at this audience hall with this de demonic image. And I tried to get close as I could in some areas, and you just can't make it out. It just like, like, it looks like a bunch of disembodied demons. And then you have this, you know, oval-shaped window. This here is the audience hall, and right there is the roof, okay? And that roof is, um, well, it's rather odd. It's, and there's, there's that eye. Well, okay, I, let the, I just let the cat out of the bag, but that's an eye right there. That's actually an eye of a serpent if you look at the shape of the building. And a lot of people think, ah, oh, you're exaggerating. Well, let's go inside. There's the fangs, there's the head of the serpent, and there's his eyes. Worse yet, the place where the Pope stands when he speaks to the people is actually made to look like he's speaking from inside the serpent's mouth, fangs and all, yet he claims to be a Christian. Confusing, isn't it? This church, the Roman Catholic Church, is a devil-worshipping church. They're doing everything they can to destroy Christianity, and the unsuspecting, loyal Roman Catholics have no clue as to what's going on here. 
Jesuit Extreme Oath of Induction. I do furthermore promise and declare that I will, when opportunity presents, make and wage relentless war secretly or openly against all heretics, Protestants and liberals, as I am directed to extirpate them from the face of the earth, and that I will spare neither age, sex or condition, and that I will hang, burn, waste, boil, flay, strangle and bury alive those infamous heretics, rip up the stomachs and wombs of the women, and crush their infants' heads against the walls in order to annihilate their inexecrable race. That when the same cannot be done openly, I will secretly use the poisoned cup, the strangulating cords, the steels of the poniard, or the leaden bullets, regardless of the honor, rank, dignity, or authority of the persons, whatever may be their condition in life, either public or private, as I at any time may be directed to by any agent of the Pope or the superior of the Holy Father of the Society of Jesus. Prophecy by Archbishop George Brown, Ireland, 1551. But there is a new fraternity of late sprung up who call themselves Jesuits, which will deceive many who are much after the scribes and Pharisees' manner. Among the Jews, they shall strive to abolish the truth and shall come very near to do it. These shall spread over the whole world, shall be admitted into the councils of princes, winking at their sins. Prophecies about the Catholic Church. Rome will lose the faith and will become the seat of Antichrist. Message from Our Lady of La Salette. Blessed Virgin Mary. Vegetarian. Received on September 19, 1846. The agents of 666 now are loosed in Rome and have entered into the highest places of the hierarchy. It will be bishop against bishop and cardinal against cardinal till all that remains will come forward out of the cleansing. Message from Lord Jesus Christ, Vegetarian, received by Veronica Lucan, the seer of Bayside, on July 25, 1977. Every single solitary denomination on earth has stated that the Pope is either the beast, the Antichrist, the little horn, the man of sin, whatever, they're all saying it. of the entire Catholic community. seems to be something directly diabolical at work here. 
Indeed, Archbishop Vigano speaks about the direct work and presence of the demonic and all that is currently going on in the church, but he isn't alone at pointing a finger at the diabolical. For the past few decades, there has been much argument back and forth about, for example, Father Malachi Martin's declarations that satanic rituals were taking place here in Rome involving various members of the hierarchy. The controversial Roman exorcist Gabriel Amorth, who died two years ago, God rest his soul, warned publicly about the very real presence of the diabolical in Rome and the Vatican. Well, yes, the devil tempts everyone. And naturally, he tempts above all the religious leaders. So you shouldn't be surprised if the devil tempts those in the Vatican. That's his job. The situation in the church today is so severe that five cardinals and two of the most prominent bishops in the world have spoken about these as the end times. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, the former papal representative to the USA, who blew the whistle on Pope Francis's knowledge of the abuses of former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, gave a summary of the papacy of Pope Francis that really must be heard. The tragic story of this failed pontificate advances with a pressing succession of twists and turns. Not a day passes from the most exalted throne, the Supreme Pontiff proceeds to dismantle the See of Peter, using and abusing its supreme authority, not to confess, but to deny, not to confirm, but to mislead, not to unite, but to divide, not to build, but to demolish. Material heresies, formal heresies, idolatry, superficiality of every kind, the Supreme Pontiff Bergoglio, never ceases stubbornly to humiliate the highest authority of the church. His actions seek to violate the sacred deposit of faith and to disfigure the Catholic face of the Bride of Christ by word and action, through duplicity and lies, through those theatrical gestures of his that flaunt spontaneity but are meticulously conceived and planned, and through which he exalts himself in a continuous narcissistic self-celebration while the figure of the Roman Pontiff is humiliated and the sweet Christ on earth is obscured. For more than six years now, we have been poisoned by a false magisterium. With unprecedented acceleration, thanks to the subversive drive of this pontificate, supported by the powerful Jesuit apparatus, a deadly coup de grace is being delivered to the church. With Pope Bergoglio, as with all modernists, it is impossible to seek clarity. Since the distinctive mark of the modernist heresy is dissimulation, masters of error and experts in the art of deception, they strive to make what is ambiguous universally accepted, presenting it from its harmless side, which will serve as a passport to introduce the toxic side that was initially kept hidden. And so the lie, obstinately and obsessively repeated, ends up becoming true and accepted by the majority. Clergy in my houses, where are your straying sheep? Can you not reprimand the evildoer? Shall you consort with Satan, allowing all manner of foul conduct and abominations in my house? Cleanse your house now, pastor, for you are being judged. The Eternal Father looks into your heart, your time grows short. All that is rotten will fall. Message from Lord Jesus Christ, Vegetarian. Received by Veronica Lucan, the seer of Bayside, on November 1st, 1975. Etc. He truly is a devil, working for Satan, to harm humankind any way he can, to mislead the faithful, so that they abandon Jesus, abandon his holy, merciful, righteous teaching. Even if you don't believe Jesus was holy, son of God, or even enlightened master, his teaching is holy. Yes. 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 By thy fruits shall thou be known. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Yeah. If he teaches something bad, then you can say, oh, maybe he, he just fake it, yeah? Or cheated people. But he taught all the good things. Yes. And many of the people at that time worshipped him, loved him, because of the real teaching that he imparted, not just by his word of good, virtuous, wholesome teaching, but also by the inner power that awakened them, gave them enlightenment. 
Only enlightened masters can command such love from the people. And even all these centuries, people still worship him, believe in him, and follow his teaching to some extent. If not, the, the society would have been more trouble, more gruesome, and more cruel, more uncontrollable. Yes, so his teaching, even though partially followed, it is so beneficial to the world. So no one with a foul mouth, eating blood and drinking alcohol can open it and criticize Jesus like that. Even if he's not a devil, he will go to hell and forever, mark my words. He will never be allowed to be among humans again after he's finished with this physical evil mission of his. I'm not cursing or frightening anybody. It is true like that, logical. Yes, yes, yes. The law of the universe. He has not even love or sympathy for the man who died in such circumstances. And he even say he's a pagan. No matter what, at the time of suffering on the cross, he even blessed the, the criminal next to him. See what I'm saying? Yes, and forgive all the enemies that made him suffer in agony like that. Only a saint can do that. Yes, Normal people will be just screaming or lamenting or crying or blaming people or God, but not forgiving like that. So, no matter if you believe in him or not, you must know at least he's an exceptional being. He's an excellent human who has such a love, such a big heart. They believe in it because they see no demise in my abilities when I became vegan. Brian Jennings Vegan on the Vegan Diet Tomorrow on Between Master and Disciples Anyone who harms the innocent will go to hell. Yes, yes Master. These evil priests, they also harm the innocent. So they will go to hell according to hell's law. That's how hell brings the people down there because they harm the innocent violation of the law. That's what hell is made for. Admirable viewers, we appreciate your company for today's episode entitled Lord Jesus Christ's Glorious Sacrifice for Humankind, Part 2 of 6, On Between Master and Disciples. Coming up next is selections from Sikhism's Holy Sri Guru Granth Sahib Ji, Ang 34-36, Part 2 of 2, On Words of Wisdom. Please stay tuned to Supreme Master Television for more positive programming. May the heavens shine brightly on you always. Our programs offer many languages. Please visit suprememastertv.com forward slash schedule and suprememastertv.com forward slash BMD.